0: Hello and welcome to telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye and I'm Mara Neville Johnston.
1: And I'm Mary Phelan and our program is about raising our consciousness and tonight we're going to talk about activating your life's purpose and very interesting topic and probably one of the topics that um, we get asked the most questions about Well, actually, a lot of people go through this. Everybody goes through this really.
0: The activation of your a uh, soul's purpose, yeah. So um, there isn't quite as much of that as there could be. When you're, you recognize and activate your soul's purpose, um, uh, it affects virtually everything you do all the time. Uh, there's no real way of explaining it if you saw a litter bug. And without chiding the person or anything else, you just went over and picked up the litter and uh, put it someplace. And uh, don't even look at them. Uh, because that will have a much more, and and, you know, you could have a fist fight with them, I don't really care, but you know, just correcting the person, and then they will know to self-correct, so that's very much the idea of of the soul's purpose. We, as a race, have done a relatively poor job, (laughs) pardon me, uh, with the idea of being planetary stewards, uh, uh, caretakers of our planet. As a matter of fact, I would say we, Of 1 to 100, we're in the low 20s as far as our taking care of our planet goes. We keep electing uh, unconscious leaders. Have you noticed this? Have you noticed it? Okay, and it's up to us. Uh, Later on in the show, I'm going to officially deputize anyone who wishes to be officially deputized. As a planetary caretaker, there's a lot about this. I mean, what does air smell like? You got any idea what air smells like? (laughs) <laughs> Notice the sounds? Yeah, no. If you could picture a, a rainforest before they rip that down, the rainforest where the uh, it's just so full, the air is so full of life, and it's got a sweetness to it. And there's um, in China, you don't even see a blue sky anymore.
1: I was getting ready to say all that. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: yeah. have a
1: friend, uh, I was telling Neville, I have a friend who lives in China, mm-hmm. and sometimes we FaceTime, and she shows me out the window, and there's... Uh, I think of all the times I've been talking to her, there's only been once where there was a blue sky. I bet. And we contribute to that by having planned obsolescence and having stuff that's garbage. I just got a brand new Maytag refrigerator maybe two weeks ago, Uh, a lot of money, and already the cheese drawer just completely fell out. The plastic in it is so cheap that it won't even hold together a month, and it's almost like, if you have something that's pre, like, pre-14, 15 years ago, don't get rid of it. Just yeah. fix it, because yeah. whatever you're you going to get is crap. It. Yeah. And, and it's not like you're paying more money and you're going to get something better. You pay more money. As a matter of fact, that store that starts with a C that has only containers in it. <laughs> well,
0: Gee, which one I is went that? in there
1: and it has everything in there has cheaper merchandise than what I used to get at the dollar store. Yeah. and they want thirty and forty dollars. I and, think it's time to start boycotting some of this garbage that's killing our planet. This is what we're planet. talking
0: about, about being a conscious caretaker yeah. of and our planet. Just don't buy it. They won't sell it because they went out of business.
1: Well that's 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 been yeah. the point uh, also that I've been uh, suggesting to people that They will only sell us what we buy. So if you don't buy it, they're going to have to make a change. Look at how everything is uh, the movement toward the GMO labeling and organic and things that are much healthier and the humane treatment of animals and all that. It's really starting to change things. So we have power. We sit on the couch and we just complain about it is yeah. there's no point in that it just makes you well, sick. that's
0: not being a story make
1: your you know and, and something that occurred to me and then we'll get back onto the topic of the show tonight uh, I was I had the water running and everything and I thought you know what if I just turn that off and let's say a cup of water would have run down the sink I thought that's another cup of water some great great grandchild of mine has Right. clean water, start seeing it like that and it won't hmm. seem like you're, yeah. like it's insurmountable. Like you say, well, what can I do? But you can do something. Yeah, you
0: can do something virtually all the time, virtually everything you do. You can become a good planetary steward and we're not. We, um, the moon, for example, when the next new moon ceremony that we do <laughs> will have uh, quite a bit more information in it about the idea of the moon. And uh, the fact that it's a newborn, and uh, it just, we have there, so many there's upgrades. A lot. There's because a lot of I've things. Been, uh, Reading a, a book called um, Bring, uh, Eagles of the Dawn, which is another Arcturian book, and I'm starting, I, I realize I've been being steered by Arcturians for 20 years in my life. I think, it's just starting have. to, yeah. And this is the sort of thing we want to become conscious of. We human beings will fight, literally murder, to keep a belief system in place that doesn't work. We will. That's ridiculous. But if you propose a new, better improved belief system in which you are a steward of your own mind, if in which you are seeking to become more conscious, in which you actually realize that, gee, we're not alone in the universe, because I keep discovering new denser layers of stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we, we, you, you're foo foo. Get away from me. And and if people, it's very logical yeah. to understand that not every answer is logical.
1: Yeah. Well, you. You teach a whole class on that, which is good. And maybe oh, maybe, maybe it's time yeah. to do a show. Yeah. Um, and and uh, tonight, you know, I know a lot of people are tuning in because we're talking about the life purpose. Yes. And it's, it's a real hot question that everybody seeks. And I would just like to share that I found my life's purpose. And what it is, is to get away from needing to have a life purpose, to have my inner value. Now, I'm just saying that we do have things we came here to explore, but the way we all embrace the idea of a soul's purpose or our life purpose here on the planet is really coming from an ego mindset that says, this is my value in the universe. And I think we all seek that, and maybe we feel that lack of value so that we seek to find ourselves. and. Your life's, your soul's purpose is not your vocation. A lot of people get caught up in looking for it in their vocation. So this job doesn't fulfill them, so they go here and they go there. But really the bottom line is allowing yourself to become fulfilled and, and to end the game of seeking life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The, the, the end of the pursuit and actually finding it and being able to have it. And it's my observation that people are far more comfortable with something wonderful happening in the future and having misery now uh, than they are to be happy and fear misery coming in the future. And so that backs us up to the belief that we always have to have bad with good. If there's a gray cloud, there's a silver lining. If there's a silver lining, there's a gray cloud. And so as you are walking the path to find your soul's purpose, step number one is to let you off the hook We're having to produce or to be something special. We all crave to be significant, and nobody can make us feel significant until we allow that into our lives and we give it to ourselves. And so I think we do use certain things that come into our life that are fulfilling to us to grant us permission to fill our own inner cup.
0: Oh, yeah, very definitely. This whole concept of... um Activating your soul's purpose. So there's a, a, what else is new in a way, I think, there's a trinity to activate your soul's purpose. But I have a lot of identifying to do to get to the point where I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So uh, absolutely everyone, every one of you knows body, mind, spirit. There's nobody who doesn't know body, mind, spirit. What we don't know about that is that each one of them has a vote. Your mind has a vote, your spirit has a vote and your physical body has a vote. We've said this before on the show, but I just want introduced in this particular slot. OK, so the soul will 100% unfailingly vote in favor of whatever will um, most efficiently get you to evolve. If most efficiently is uh, you, your foot falls off, then that's the vote of the soul Because then you could see that it was really no loss, because now you have a prosthetic and you can pace a jaguar. Okay. Well, you'd have to get both, but nonetheless, okay, there's nothing that's not on your side. We've said that simply forever. Okay. So the soul always votes that way. And the body always votes um, according to the environment that it's in. So, for example, part of the environment would be the food that you eat. So, if we eat a very, very dense food, and then that will lower the frequency of the body. And you know, do the math on that higher frequency food, lower frequency food. And that affects the body. And the mind is always the swing boat. It makes the 2 thirds majority happen each and every time, as long as we have a diet or an environment uh, or we live in you know, conditions that are not what they could be. OK, so all right. So that, that, OK. Now. The idea of the activating your soul's purpose would, and we started the show with it, you want to figure out what your soul's purpose is, and it's characterized by everything Mary was saying, and it's characterized by really everything you do. Your soul's purpose is to be conscious. But we live in a world where unconsciousness is favored. So you're a very bright college student, and you know these answers are very dated. But you put down the dated answers because they're going to get your grades. Okay, so what if you put down the advanced information? And then, well, in a college environment, you might actually be recognized. But anywhere else, no, not so much. But this idea that we we are to become conscious. All right, now, the higher self is part of it, activating your soul's purpose. The conscious mind is part of it. And the subconscious mind, those three things, higher self, conscious mind, subconscious, is the trinity by which you activate your soul's purpose. Now, we, we can go back to discussing how you figure out your soul's purpose. And as I said, you're now a deputy, deputy, deputized to be a conscious steward of the planet we live on, if you make that choice. Not up to me, but I, I definitely deputize you. All right. Now the higher self, all right, well, all right, what can I do down here to get my higher self to kick in, to activate? Well, I got to say the first thing that comes to mind, (laughs) isn't that funny, um, is meditate. Meditate all the time. Uh, To to agree to become more conscious is, uh, because everything in your life is a decision and you're not going to become more conscious without saying, you know, I decide I'm going to be more conscious. And that's really all you have to do. But you do have to do that. So I decide I'm going to be more conscious. And I decide that I'm going to light up my higher self. Because the higher self has been watching this for a long time. (laughs) And and while your higher self more than likely has a sense of humor, it is still going, well, couldn't we just evolve a little more, just a little, just, just become a little more conscious down there? And then the subconscious mind. Now, the average person, the subconscious mind is a um, um, bubbling tar pit of uh, traumatic childhood events, traumatic adolescent events, traumatic adult va- events, t- uh, traumatic middle aged events. It's just all of these traumas. So, uh, not so long ago, I don't know what time is anymore. Time's another subject. Uh, I got, I, I just one day clearly recognized a childhood memory. And that childhood memory was put into my thinking. Every thought that's in your head is on your side. There's no thought in your head that's not on your side. Okay. what about all those who are on your side? Really? Yes, because they are going to change something. They're, They're going to drive you to meditation if you don't go there willingly. But every thought, so all right, so I'm dumped into this childhood trauma. Isn't it cute? Yes, childhood trauma. And uh, then I recognized it. Um, Let me do one that's, um, uh, the one I had this morning, I think it was, yeah. Okay, so I'm 11, maybe 12, who knows. And uh, it has snowed uh, about six inches. This is in New Jersey, and then it's rained a couple of hours, and then it went very cold, and so there's this uh, fluffy snow with a nice layer of ice on it. Okay? My parents are out of town, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, the dog wants to go out, I'm very nocturnal, so I was awake and the dog was looking at me, I want to go out, I know I speak dog, fine, so I open the door, the dog shoots. It's now 5 o'clock, okay? no dog, nothing, I open the door, nothing, close it, half hour later, open the door, there's the dog, he's standing there and and I call the dog and the dog is non-responsive and I go out and I start chasing the dog and I'm running along on this nice surface cuz my child body could do that I could be weightless as a child and I'm going along and all of a sudden my foot goes right through the ice the momentum snaps my leg like a stick and I'm laying there you know, with my foot at, oh, I don't know, 68 degrees to, <laughs> to where it was. Okay, and I say, help, like that. Not help, I just say help. And I guess the neighbors had gotten up early to go to work or something, but the guy next door looks out the window and sees me. I don't even know that happened. And he comes charging out there and picks me up like this, and my folks come home to the... Uh okay, now what I realized in that, which was in, obviously... That uh, obviously traumatic, that was the moment at which I lost that ability to be weightless. I lost it right at that point. And then with the broken leg, I gained like 25 pounds or something on my little skeletal system at that point. And I had never in 60 years realized, pardon me, 50, uh, 45 years realized that that's the point where that was taken away, mm-hmm. that I did that. So then I said, well, Okay, now I've seen this, and this is the effect it's had. And then there's I've noticed other things, you know, weight and all the rest of this. And recently found yoga and so forth, uh, Tibetan yoga, etc., to pull this thing into um, place to uh, undo that particular trauma. So I managed to clean that trauma.
1: Well, that, that is actually uh, the work I do with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, call, I call myself the holistic detective getting right. to the heart of it because everything that you have going on in your life right now um, has an influence. And however you grow, wherever the light is, whatever the obstacle is, you're going to take that form. And you can go back in your timeline and remove the obstacle so that you can grow straighter. It's like once the obstacle is gone, the flower is not going to grow around and twist around to get to the sun. So that is very, very much true. Yeah. And I think, you know, just on that subject of learning how we get programmed and how we can deprogram ourselves and program ourselves with something else that works better really is part of our soul's purpose down here. Yes. Now, another way to look at this soul's purpose thing is to say what are the conditions that this life is is creating. Number one is we are infinite beings and we're put down into a finite construct. Even though we know infinite still exists, we have created two lines on the point of infinity that we live within. And that we think, okay, if we are all out there in the universe and we decided to create this reality, what would be the purpose behind that? And so everybody has a shared purpose of understanding finiteness and understanding beginnings and endings because in this environment, it's going to be the only place we can understand a beginning and an ending and look at every single emotion, whether it was falling through the ice and breaking your leg and worrying if anybody was ever going to find you, if you were going to be able to to get help. Every trauma, everything we have stems from the reality that has beginnings and endings. We can lose something because there is an ending. And so overall, we're here to explore beginnings and endings. So that's a good place for you to start. And we get scared. We feel like we are losing part of our uh, reality. We feel we're in jeopardy all the time. So part of your soul's purpose is to go through these feelings you have within yourself and find your endlessness in there, Mm -hmm. while still at the same time being able to explore temporariness, number one. And I was saying earlier not to confuse your life purpose with your vocation or your job, because your job is one little aspect of your reality. But what we tend to do is do a sort of all the events and the circumstances in our life. And this has great value, like a mountain peak, like Mount Everest, going out and curing cancer or being this great healer that all the world, like John of God, seeks you out and whatever these dreams of our purpose that we want God or the universe to put this in our lap and, and drop a little book into our lap and say, you will do this and this and you are great and you are magnificent. We are all struggling with the fear of being insignificant and guess what you are significant and you don't have to be significant to another person or be significant by doing something grand you already are there's no way you can get away from it you're significant you're meaningful and your purpose is is already fulfilled now once you get to that layer where you really start feeling yourself full And you're not pressuring yourself to have a soul's purpose like, oh, I have to be Oprah or I have to write this book or I have to become the president of this company. When you let yourself off of the wheel or the rat race uh, treadmill of having to have a purpose that brings you value, you will find a purpose that brings you wisdom and allows your value to come out. So let me say that again because this is very important. If you stop looking for a soul's purpose that gives you value, you will find your true value in giving that value to the world and you will find a medium to to share that. And I think as we become our own mystics, we get filled with love and light and this desire to share but sometimes it's because we're not receiving our own light, our own revelation, that we feel inspired or compelled, let's say, inspiration and compulsion are very different, to give it to others. Allow your inspiration and your divine um, uh, realizations, whether you're uh, all the way from street sweeper to um, president of something, whatever your job is irrelevant, what, what you gain out of life, what you allow yourself to receive out of life can be done in any kind of a circumstance. So it really is a red herring to try to run from something and run to something else.
0: Oh yeah, very well put. Yeah. Um, the idea of um, the fact that we are that free, we have uh, one of the unbelievably negative belief systems that we've been sold is that we have to be doing we're never allowed yeah, to be being. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yes, you have to so do the soul's purpose. It's the one and only place I've ever found the language to be correct. We are human beings. We are not human doings, but <laughs> which is in and of itself humorous, but nonetheless, the idea that we are human beings, okay, and this beingness, and the part of what interferes with the beingness dramatically is the amount of per square inch feces that our subconscious mind is packed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, so I came to the conclusion that I could accurately map my life by trauma, which is a very interesting approach to take since I don't think of myself as having been traumatized, yet I've been shot to death. Uh, yet I've broken bones, et cetera, et cetera. But I never think of them as traumatic. I just don't. Being shot to death was not at all traumatic. If anything at all, it was the most life-giving experience I've ever had. I would list it as the number one ride I took on the Earth plane Mm -hmm. um, as far as all that goes. So what we want to do then is get to the point where we can consciously cleanse our subconscious by pulling up a trauma. And the, the absolute correct thing to do uh, is to ask yourself, why was that love? Okay? Now, uh, as far as my breaking my leg that particular winter, um, and then 40-something years later, recognizing that as the place at which I lost my ability to be weightless, and then mm-hmm. yeah, gained a great. lot of physical weight, okay, is that I, I can still do that. I can reinstate that childlike thing just by, oh, it's reinstated. Mm. I don't have to. And that's because I recognized love for it. Without recognizing the love for it, I went into that whole thing about shot to death when I loved the guy that shot me to death for being so noble as to play such a dark role that was so transcending in my life. I adore the, the being. I met him between lives. I take people, I take me between lives every once in a while to see uh, what's going on there. And that's an unbelievably healing place, the between lives, because there isn't guilt and there isn't right and wrong. And it's, it's all just you recognize things you love, period. There isn't anything else there. There really isn't, but that's the point. Okay, so at the point at which we can get our subconscious cleansed, To the point that, and then here's the activating the purpose. You take your higher self, which we were just talking about, um, increasing the gain, increasing the wattage in your higher self, which you can do. Yes, it's high power to begin with. I'm not arguing with it. Uh, What I'm saying is you can also boost the gain on your higher self by meditation. I had a whole list that I wrote down.
1: Yeah, I believe you shared the um, meditation part.
0: Yeah, you can increase the, the prana. And right, well, there's other things. The, the increase in prana is a decision. We have no clue as to how powerful our decisions and our words are. We just don't understand that. One, two, three, we understand that. Our words are powerful. Our decisions are powerful. And well, well, just, just one, you know, one quick uh,
1: thing to, to, to where it ties in is it's a good idea um that one has to be able to receive before that that's step number 1 step and and that involves clearing yourself out because you can have your your life purpose comes after you fill yourself. And it comes in the form of an outgoing thing, not an incoming thing.
0: Yeah, I just yeah, I just that I'm um that's another thing that's come up is the time is not what it was did, uh, did um Everybody's heard Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, please, yeah, fine, okay. Time is fleeting, it's amazing. Okay, well, yes, time is changing very much. And our brain, since it can only accept a linear map of anything, our brain cannot deal with the amount of change that's going on Uh, time-wise. Everything breathes. Time has been breathing. Time has been exhaling and time has been inhaling. And lately, the inhale looks like speeding it up. But our brains don't know this. And when time speeds up, what happens is extreme frustration. And we can't get to the point where we can just go, oh, okay, Um, time speeding up. I will just relax into it like that and and just ride with it. So so what happens is we become uh, irritable and frustrated. And that goes on. And if you want to dump coffee on that, go right ahead. Because from my point of view, that's entertainment. Okay. now, uh, uh, boosting the gain on the higher self is increasing the uh, cosmic energy, increasing the prana, increasing the chi, increasing the oneness, increasing the consciousness that is the monastic consciousness, the idea that you're all one. The more you can get you into the idea of connecting to source, the more you can boost the gain on your higher self. So having cleansed the subconscious mind and having boosted the gain on your higher self you take your conscious mind and you decide to plug the higher self into the subconscious mind it won't work if that's clogged the subconscious or is if blocked. you're not receiving it right yeah inability to receive or that the higher self has just gone someplace else because it got a little frustrated <laughs> with that it wouldn't did your higher you. self abandon you yeah yeah <laughs> now that's not happening your higher self is not abandoning you but it, it has other things to do And and the the investment in your body, uh, the payoff is the evolution that you're creating down here. And if we're just doing the same thing again and again, (coughs) pardon me, and again and again and then again, and there's no change. This is boring for you. You don't know that because you're doing it. Uh, But and for everybody else, they know it because they're watching it. And the higher self is going, yeah, do that again. That's really good. And I've got. you know, other higher selves to commune with. So the higher self boosts its game by meditation, chi, etc., and then you plug that into your unconscious mind, then the unconscious mind is no longer that cesspool of uh, bubbling nonsense that it was. And the job of the subconscious mind is to make everything normal. Does this make sense? OK. Now, if the job of the subconscious mind to make everything normal, and normal was becoming involved evolved, rather than going through these little loops that the traumas keep creating, where we just keep going through the same thing again. I found one where I drowned in a past life, I almost drowned twice in this life. Uh, I don't, I'll shower and so forth, but I was never wild about baths or anything like that because of the idea of putting my physical body in water, was because of three or four lifetimes ago. And I figured this out, and I'm I'm uh, renovating the relationship with it so that I can change all this well, stuff.
1: Well, all these things that, that you're talking about, I 100% agree. As I say, that's mm-hmm. what I've devoted my life's work to, yeah, yeah. is getting people to clear that. Um, and if you look at a lot of the community subconscious mind stuff, oh, like yeah. this idea that we're born evil <laughs> and that we somehow must appease some great vengeful force in order to get to where we are going. It's clearing out all that that clutter, so to speak. And we also, like I was saying earlier, we bring this idea that we get at our jobs that we have to perform. We're bringing that into our spirituality where where we feel like we have to get this soul's purpose. We have to go do these great things in order to be valuable. And that is all stemming from subconscious programming, and you can clear it. I have just witnessed thousands of cases of people that I've worked with where whatever's going on in your life, there's a direct map of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe our soul's purpose is to see ourselves clearly and not see our subconscious programming, our traumatic programming from our life. and. Uh, the the three decision-makers there that you were talking about, I, I very much see the emotional body as a fourth one. And yeah. it's been a silent partner in this. Mm-hmm. And it's the emotional body that stops everything. That's the wrench in it. And it is also the beautiful gas tank of power that will fund it, too. So your life soul's purpose is here. Uh, the things we crave with our ego mind is, if I can find my soul's purpose, I will finally feel comfortable in my own skin and at peace in my life. And I won't feel like I'm failing and I'm messing up. So if you go deal with those beliefs, what happens is you become full. And the byproduct of becoming full is the manifestation of your soul's purpose, whether that's being Oprah or that's talking with children every day in your classroom Mm -hmm. or it's, it's um, you know doing whatever job you do or whatever volunteer work you do at the church or just being a kind neighbor. You'll, it'll come through you, it'll find you. Uh, like a lot of times people will come and in their reading they'll ask, I feel like I want to exercise my creativity, what do I do? And I likewise in that circumstance I say it's not you finding the medium and your creativity comes clear out of the way whatever's stopping your creativity. Maybe it was being yelled at for drawing on a wall with a crayon when you were two. Maybe it's an about uh, somebody making fun of something you did. But once you heal that, then the medium shows up at your door. So once you clear the pathway to, of you, f- know, your, uh, know of your significance in the grand scheme of things and in the individual com- com, uh, compartment of your life, your life's purpose, your soul's purpose, will show up at the door. It's not ever anything that comes first. Oh, no, absolutely. It really is. Yeah. comes yeah. ne- next.
0: The emotional body is another place, and I agree. I had wanted it in the Trinity to explain it. But to, no, add, no, they're, but they're, to add the um, emotional body to it, uh, what happens to the emotional body is that it's um, been trained to resonate with low-frequency vibratory relics, um and they are named by feared out worry guilt insecurity etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's been trained to resonate there so to keep that from to heal the emotional body is and your techniques work very well i'm i'm just saying that in the meditation uh if you uh, run energy through these things it transmutes these um uh, the feared out worry guilt uh Generate emotional patterning that renders our ability to consciousness shift. It renders it inert, so you cannot conscious, sh- constant, consciously shift your thinking while uh, your emotional body is caught in this loop of well, feared outwear, guilt, etc. And then to run energy through it, will get it to a point where the energy patterns are transmuted. Sure. Into um, uh, rearranged by the transmutation. But that has to be, and again, this has to be decisions that are made. Well, the emo- yeah, you yeah. have
1: to make the decision to be willing to heal, step number one, or to, to yeah. rectify this, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not so, disputing what you're saying at oh, all. No, I'm just no, adding we to We're agreeing it. with each other. Um, yeah. And also, um, one of the things that makes the emotional body particularly pesky to people is that for mega-moon centuries, um, eons, we've been told that emotions belong in the world of the woman, and under the moon, and women are insane, and they're crazy, and that your emotions are crazy. And so we also have a preconceived idea about emotions. So think of your emotions as suits of clothing in a closet, and they all have purpose, and it's only when we deny them that they get more aggressive about their their, uh, demeanor. But think of them also as opinions. These are aspects of you that feel something, and they come to you to tell you. And you judge them and say, get away, let me swallow that back down. And anything suppressed is going to change form. It really will. You put anything in, shake up a a carbonated beverage, and you open it, it's going to come spewing out. Anything repressed, so what you resist persists. So step number one when you're dealing with your emotional body is to love your emotions and say, thank you. You are my friend. Anger, you are my loving antidote to depression. Uh, Fear, you are my friend coming to tell me information that I am unwilling to listen to and I am now willing to hear you. If you become bigger than your emotions, they become your tools, and they're not just a uh, a boiling, festering pile. Your emotions are actually, when you let them flow like they are supposed to be, they're grand rivers of rainbows, and <laughs> and they help you to create. They help you to paint. They help you to love. They help you to be part of life. And I think that it's time that humanity heals its associations with emotions, because for. A LONG TIME, THEY WERE VIEWED AS SOMETHING SINISTER. LIKE TAKE THE TAROT FOR INSTANCE. THE MOON CARD, WHICH REPRESENTS THE the FEMALE, THE YIN, THE EMOTION. A LOT OF PEOPLE ATTRIBUTE BEING INSANE AND and HAVING uh, LIKE uh, ALL THESE TERRIBLE THINGS, PSYCHOTIC BREAKS AND ALL THAT WITH THAT CARD. AND THE SUN CARD IS THE MALE ASPECT, THE YANG, WHICH which HAS ITS MORE INTELLECTUAL POWER, MORE FOCUSED POWER. NOW THE THING IS, IT'S JUST LIKE ANYTHING ELSE they are really one yeah. that a long time ago we forgot they were one and we separated them and anything separated becomes unbalanced mm-hmm. so every time you create a saint you're creating a demon every time you create a demon you're creating a saint and, and what we're looking for is not to leave that that darker world and go to the light world it's to go to a place where they can both be in the same room and that's when true healing happens
0: yeah absolutely. no I agree that's very well put the um, idea of the um, soul purpose. So call in, by the way, if you really do understand what your sole purpose is. Or call in if you'd like more information uh, on the way this whole thing works. Um, because the, uh, it, it really is time for the human race to wake up. This is the, the part of the uh, ascension. This is the part of the ascension where we consciously agree to become conscious. This is the point at which we stop fooling around and uh, get down and do this stuff that puts us in a position to be more aware because the, uh, the unaware thing is, uh, doesn't fly anymore. It's no longer interesting. Uh, it's no longer valuable. Um, as I was saying, we'd fight hard for a belief system uh, that doesn't work at all. But if you propose a new belief system will fight much harder to keep the new belief system from coming into place how bright is that how you know how can we just see ourselves as um, uh, and consciously become on our own side it's time for all of this to wake up so now uh, call in if you have the sole purpose if you you feel this Uh, I do believe the sole purpose that we have uh, is to run this show because we do this we've been doing this for going on 15 years, probably, yeah, about 15 years. We're in our 15th year. In our 15th year of running this show, and uh, it has had effect. The world is more conscious because of telepathic TV. For the longest time, we were the single place you could get any kind of real information, and now we're one of many, but also we're, we're planetary. We have fans that, that contact us from all over the world. This is the purpose that we have is to create this. This is our soul's purpose. So then the idea is that we can plug the higher self of the show into the unconscious of the show. Now the job of the unconscious is to keep everything normal. So if it was normal to be uh, evolving brilliantly, effortlessly, dynamically, if that was what was normal, Um, Shifts of consciousness just taking us out into the universe would occur like that. The uh, hundred other members of the human family that are known as Pleiadians, that are known as Arcturians, that are known as Orions, that are known as all, could land ships and go, oh, compadre, we missed you so much. You cousin, friend, brother, sister. That could actually happen. And then we could clean this up like that. You know, if, if you were going to have your house visited, you would clean it. I don't think that's unreasonable, right? OK. Do you realize how much house cleaning we have to do on this planet? OK. You know, well, we couldn't find it. it was the pollution. Oh, yeah, that explains it. Thanks for making the effort. You know, this whole idea, this is time for us to take this and do this. It's no longer the time where we're going to wait for the next thing to happen. We're going to make the next thing happen, the activating your soul is what we're talking about on this particular program activating it not letting it be in neutral not letting it just stagnate
1: well, well something else i'd like to make a point mm-hmm. just um and sure. that we are not our soul's purpose because some of the longing that we feel and the feelings of failure if we're not finding it we are not our soul's purpose Yeah, we we are our soul. Let me finish. Yeah, I know. We are not our soul's purpose. We are a soul on purpose.
0: Very good. Now
1: think about that. Mm -hmm. So we are still the being that's having this. So we are the being that's allowing this to come into our life. Um, And the reason I'm saying that, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, I I mean, I don't know your point of view that we are our purpose. Because um, if we, it's like we're not our jobs. and We're not our life. Same thing. We're not. Uh, our, our fight with the, the person down the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. We are not our experiences. We are a soul on purpose mm-hmm. that has purposes. And it's not yeah. usually one thing. Like, I do feel that one of the things I came here to do is to do this show. Mm-hmm. I, it's just yeah. been right no matter how much adversity we have had to do doing the show, how much financial restriction that may have been there in the past. We still plugged along. I still stayed up, you know, 50 hours a week getting this stuff converted and posted Mm -hmm. and edited, Mm -hmm. or not edited the video, but edited the audio and putting uh, all this stuff. I've just devoted many years of my life. And all the money that I had at the time went Mm -hmm. into um, funding things for the show when Mm -hmm. I first left Mm -hmm. my job. So that is true, but I also feel that part of my purpose is to help people heal emotionally mm-hmm. and see how their past events have been stopping them from being happy, stopping them from being weightless like you, you had put so beautifully earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel it's part of, a purpose, if I was to look at that, to love children. I Absolutely. sincerely love yeah. every child that I run into, mm-hmm. and I could be a mother to anyone. I remember when I was 29, I said, I don't really need to have any more children because I know any child could become yeah. my child. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love animals. I love elephants, and there are many mm-hmm. things. So let's not limit ourselves no, by thinking to thinking it's purpose, a job. Yeah. You are not your purpose, but you are a soul on purpose. There's a reason. If you became a soul on purpose, then that's purpose enough.
0: Yeah, very well done. Okay. Yeah. So this I and the idea of activating it purposes.
1: And I think it's the realization of everything we've been talking tonight is very useful in that activation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are significant. Yeah. Simply put. Yeah. You don't have to pursue that anymore.
0: Yeah, and the actual technique of the higher self plugged into a clean subconscious mind. Oh, that's, uh, that's exactly, I, I mean, yeah. that's a
1: beautiful way of putting it. It's a very well, left, left brain way of putting it. And I think it's very useful to left brain people for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it is hard to visualize otherwise.
0: As I said, I've been reading Eagles of the Dawn, which is a very good book. It's mm-hmm. Arcturian. And uh, the more I read, I've, I am branched into anything Pleiadian, anything Arcturian. And I keep them straight in my mind. And either can be right or left brain. It's very... I attempt to keep them straight in my mind. Who said that? But, uh, you know. um,
1: Well, I I always break things down into its simplest components so that it can be easily understood. Mm -hmm. Because God makes things simple. Man makes things complicated. So the more complicated you you want to get, it's fine. I love puzzles, Mm -hmm. too. I really do love puzzles. But when they frustrate me, I go back to being simple again.
0: (laughs) Well, that is their point. And... uh, Another just uh, years ago uh, came up with the thought efficiency quotient, which is if I'm going to pick something up, my pen, I'm going to pick it up. But I don't pick it up, then I have to think of it again. So then that's twice. So picking up the pen is divided by two, divided by three, divided by four. Yeah. So it's time to wake up. Don't think it's a good idea. Just wake up. Okay.
1: Well, I have something to add to that in a minute, but we are okay. going to go to the duck now. Here comes the a duck. Great special duck dangler tonight. All right. There is our most special guest, Duck Dangler, named Caitlin. And we are so honored to have her. Oops, I pulled two. How about if you take All one? Right. Thank you. Beautiful. OK. I got loved ones in spirit are watching over you, and they send their love. They are always close by. Great job. Great job, Caitlin. Thank you.
0: Go on a personal journey of self-discovery, Plan a uh, shamanistic journey, trip or a shamanistic journey. Yeah. And that it's is the same definitely. color as your coat. Isn't that matching? There we it's go. It's matching. Whoops. Gravity. It's everywhere, you as you would say. It's yeah. <laughs> it <is> not gravity, <laughs> it's inertia. The place is plagued. Okay. No,
1: cancel. I no know plague. It.
0: I know, I know. Okay. So we have, um, this is the section where people call in. Oh, well, one, one quick okay. thing. You were, sure.
1: you were just talking, uh, what were you saying about, oh, the thought efficiency quotient? Yeah. Something that had come to me a number of years back, a long time ago, as a matter of fact, when I was doing automatic writing was, every time you think of doing something, the brain sends all the commands to a lot, certain oh, yeah. calories to it, and it sends impulses to your arms, and you don't act. It's just like, and it, and it builds up, and that you can even gain weight from it, and that's why people that are in unhappy situations tend to gain weight. It's not the only reason, but it's because they keep telling themselves, I have to move and act on my own behalf, but then they don't, and so it gets stored in the tissues, and this is also behind rage, is they're in traffic every day. Okay, I won't go into that any further, but we have a call.
0: uh, Hi, caller, what's your name, please?
1: Hi, my name's
0: Jasmine. Jasmine, what can we do for you?
1: I would just love and appreciate a reading from mary oh thank you jasmine i would love and be honored to give you one so thank you for your kind words and for calling in okay the first card we get is new horizons one of the things that this card talks about is either that things are starting to break free maybe some things you had been aspiring to or a job that's that may be out of state or a little further away or just new opportunities coming to you that that maybe you had even given up on. Um, They always say the darkest part of the night is before dawn. Well, it's like uh, these things are now coming to you, and it can also represent it's time to move on to better things instead of sticking around um, the old way, waiting for it to change. Sometimes we have to change us. And then communication can be communication from afar. So if we put these two cards together, it could be that there's going to be an offer of some kind, whether it's job or, or a friendship or a relationship or a partnership of some sort, where you're going to get communication. But it's also saying be really clear about how you feel in the situation and communicate that too. And that there, I mean, this is kind of coinciding with the other cards this person is standing in front of the mirror. And I was gonna draw her naked, but I didn't really know how to do that with a cursor that has only a square that I can draw with. And so I left clothes on, like plain clothes, but it's saying that she's standing there in front of the mirror and the reflection is really angelic and that to leave those identities behind. And I feel that that's telling you, you're not really assessing your abilities clearly. Uh, I think you have more talent and ability and value than you're thinking, and so this might be a good time to just look at your yourself in the mirror in that way, so that new opportunities will come. Well, thank you.
0: Yeah, and we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, this is Edith. Edith. Hey, Edith. Hi. How you doing? Good. I'm just calling for a reading from Mary, and I'll, I'll uh, hang up. Thanks. Well, Bye-bye. thank you. It's it's so good to hear your voice, and thank you for calling first card we get is fertile ground. Just like the seed when it first starts uh, emerging, that um, original blessing where it goes from this dry old seed to this green sprout before it's come up out of the ground. It's like all potential starts in the depths and the the fertile aspects of our soul, our mind. It's like our soul purpose really starts in this, uh, allowing ourselves to burst forth um, and fill ourselves. This is talking about uh, this is a good time for you to do pretty much anything. Everything is, is really moving for you right now. So if you've been thinking of talking to someone or taking that next step in any kind of a pursuit, I would really recommend now. It feels like this is a good time for uh, money to come flowing through your life too, as well as inspiration, which is the final card. I, When I was young, I've always wanted to be a painter Um, since I was a small child, and I did it for years. I I actually drew fairly well as a small child. And um, I wanted to paint, but I knew I wasn't any good at it, and my son bought me a beginning art paint for Mother's Day one year. And I said, well, I have it. Let's try it. And I realized it was not the finished product that I was looking for. It was the feeling of doing it. And so just open up your heart and let some things come in just for the feeling of doing it, and don't focus too much on the ending. And what you'll find is great endings happen as well. It's like Mm -hmm. I didn't focus on the ending, and I actually produced some paintings that were, to me, pleasing. Excellent. Because I stopped focusing on the goal. And I feel like don't focus on the goal, focus on the journey right now.
0: And speaking of journeys, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays after the show this evening. If anyone wanted to join us, and let's take our next caller. Hi, what's your name, please?
2: Well, hello, Mary Neville, it's Greg. How are Greg. you? Hey. Oh, hey, good, Greg, good. good to hear from you. Uh, Mary, thank you. And you know um, what that's for, uh, your health.
1: Oh, most And
2: uh, I wanted to talk to you about something that uh, might be interesting. You know my sister um, has been on the other side for uh, it's just over 20 years now, mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple of weeks past that anniversary. And I frequently touch my finger to her picture and then the picture of that other person that I've discussed with you, and I can almost feel an energy flow between the two of them. Mm. And the other thing I've noticed is that when I do try to think about my sister and contact her, I swear the next time I turn on a light bulb in a room, uh, not every time, but very often, the light bulb goes out. Mm And I wonder if that energy somehow has anything to do with that and whether I really am connecting my sister with that person I've told you about that I care quite a, a bit about because my sister adored me.
0: Yes. Uh, and, she,
2: and she passed at a very young age and she had a very, very difficult life. Mm. Um, But I just thought I I wanted to thank you. I wanted to tell you about that recent experience and and a quick reading if you have time.
1: Okay. And
2: I hope to uh, talk to you soon.
1: Well, thank you. Yes, thank you very much.
2: Bye now. Bye, Neville. Mm -hmm.
1: Bye-bye. You know, one thing about that, the light bulbs burning out, um, that's very much that case uh, because we have to go to a higher frequency frequency. And that energy is a higher frequency. So being in that higher frequency energy, and you touch a light bulb, it burns out. It happens to me all the time. Uh, Neville can tell you how many light bulbs we go through. If I'm doing a reading or if I'm doing something, I go to turn on the light, it goes, and it and it goes out. You were in touch with that, uh, for sure. I really felt your sister came to me just now, and she and I was asking her as you were talking, like what was going on with you touching the paintings, and. She said for me to say to you, if you had lost something in her, some piece of you, what would that be? And I, I, and she was doing that kind of as a, a journey that you can go on. Like, was it a piece of my integrity? Was it my hope? Was it my future? Was it my self-esteem? What, like, what was it? If, if you stared into the face of this other person, what would it morph into? if it turned out to be you. And that will give you a lot of insight. And so I think in a way, she's kind of guiding you to look into that more, uh, not for what the earthbound reason may communicate, but so that you could find that. And then you're gonna gain some understanding with that. And I know we're down to three minutes. Uh, The silence card is saying to step into your own silence right now, rather than seeking, um, Anything that 's out there, so it 's looking at your own reflection, basically, looking at your emotion as it as it goes across the surface of your consciousness, and just sit there in peace with that, and claiming your power, I think that that 's really what she 's wanting you to know too is claiming your power in this situation. we never have to throw love away love it comes and goes of its own volition, and it 's not our choice and so when we accept that we stop trying to control it and we just allow it to be there and and not to direct it, but find your power that's outside of that and larger than that. And then the friendship card is I, I often think of this as family members. We kind of grow in the same pot. <laughs> we share those those roots, but we are different plants. And I feel like on some other level she's telling you that there is a an energy that you might be trying to create on this level. But you don't have to because it does exist on that other level. And I know we're getting some signals there. But thank yeah. you, Greg. Great to hear from you. And thank uh, you.
0: do we have another caller? No, OK. So we're going to be redoing the Arcturian. And uh, we haven't posted a date yet, but the Arcturian meditation will be coming up again. And ditto with the new moon because we have some stuff to add. Yeah, we're the new starting
1: moon. a whole new and different new moon, which is going to be fun. Yes as I'm our monthly fundraiser to, just to keep, <laughs> keep <laughs> the all the websites going, going and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, we're planning another trip to the Serpent Mound in Excellent. the fall. If yeah. anybody's interested, I probably won't be posting details just universally. So if you are interested, contact us through the email yeah, at, is, the TV uh, at yahoo.com.
0: There is no real, real way to describe the amount of uh, frequency gain there is. That's something you could do to activate your higher self. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Just go there and meditate, really just.
1: But there's uh, something about going with the group. When yeah. we go in a group.
0: Uh, it's such a good time. Just the and activities we, have, we um, do and the yeah. community we share. And we'll be sharing the water serpent with people, which we uh, have just found mm-hmm. out That'd about. That'd be lovely. And, yeah, any number of other things. That, it
1: changes uh, your life. Uh, it does. Every journey has changed me. Yeah,
0: just we both came home transformed by the, uh, and we were only and it doesn't there a couple days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's oh, still that way. We,
1: see, we have to leave now, or the show's over. Well, time we is... We have more to say.
0: Yeah, well, we always do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's astounding. Ben, what can we say? Time is fleeting.
1: So thank you to Caitlin for her magnificent duck dangling tonight, and thanks to everybody volunteered on the show and that called in and, and watching.
0: Yeah, and tell your friends about it. And it is time for us to just please wake up and stop and elect conscious people. Elect conscious people. Hasn't been done yet. Well, we have to elect people that make the system.